0: Have you desired a generation of true Christians? Do your heart hunger for the Word of God and rise in the power of the Holy Spirit? Are you eager to join the revival army of God for Kingdom Advancement? Welcome to Agents of Change Podcast, where we work as one and together advance the kingdom. We are Now, if you have your Bible, open to Luke chapter 14. We'll press on a little. Yesterday, I began to speak to us on called, choosing, and faithful. And we will continue on that this morning. It's not easy to speak for God. I prepared my message. I had... Message I will have taken. Message two was a powerful 12 point message. I wanted to share with us how we could serve the Lord as faithful stewards. But as of this morning, God said, Look at it, it's in that tablet. He said, Keep it aside. I have something else, and I pray God will help us. It's not easy. (laughs) Praise the Lord. He said, let's go back to the issue of yesterday. We need to press on a little on that. And I pray God will succeed with us in Jesus' name. Now, we're going to read almost the whole of Luke chapter 14. We'll drop issues there. And then our brother will come and lead us to pray over those issues. Right? Now, I'll start reading Luke chapter 14 from verse 7. It's a long reading, like almost the whole chapter. And he put forth a parable to those who were bidding, How he marked, how they chose chief room, saying unto them, When thou art bidding, I'm reading Luke chapter 14 verse 7. When thou art bidding of any man to a wedding, sit not in the highest room. Least a more honorable man than thou be bidding of him. And he that bade thee and come, and he that bade thee and come and say to thee, Give to this man please. And thou begin with shame to take the lowest room, but when thou art bidding, go and sit down in the lowest room. That when he that bid do come, he may come and say to the friend, Go up higher. Then they shall have worship in the presence of them that sit at meat with thee. For whosoever exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbled himself shall be exalted. Verse twelve. Then he said also to him that bid him, somebody invited him, for, right? Teaching. When thou makest dinner or supper, call not thy friends nor thy brethren, neither thy kinsmen nor thy rich neighbors, lest they also bid thee again and recompense be made thee. And when thou makest a feast, call the poor, the lame, the maimed, the blind, and thou shalt be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee. But well, that shall be recompensed at the resurrection of the judge. And when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things, he said unto him, You know, all those people that used to hide pastor. He said, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. And he said unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bid many. And he sent his servant at supper time that they were bidding come. For all things are now ready. For they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I need to go to see it. I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me exist. Another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So the servants came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry with the servant, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor, the mean, the old, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded. Yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, go into the highways and the edges, compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto thee that none of those men which were bidding shall taste of my supper. Verse 25. And therefore went great multitude with him. And he turned and said unto them, If any man come unto me and hated not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yet his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever doth not bear his cross cannot come after me Sorry. bear his cross and come after me he cannot be my disciples. For which of you intending to build a poor? Sitteth not down first and counted the cost, whether he be sufficient to finish it. Less happily, after he laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, and all that hold it begin to mock him. All that behold him begin to mock him, saying, "This man began to build, I was not able to finish." Verse thirty-one. Or oh, what king going to make war against another king? seated not down first and consulted whether he be able, within thousand meet him that cometh against him with twenty thousand. Or else, while the order is yet a great way of, he send his ambassage and desired condition of peace. So likewise, whoever be of you that forsaketh not all that he had cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if salt have lost its sable, wherewith shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the lamb, nor yet for the donkey, but men cast it out. Either had ears, let him hear now this parable of the great supper we need to go and read it from luke account sorry from matthew's account so turn to me to matthew chapter 6 because there's a detail that Luke omitted i don't know maybe when the law was teaching Luke went went out to attend to somebody so he didn't capture that so go to matthew chapter 16 the same story but there's a detail he omitted it's good not to be distracted in god's presence amen I'm just assuming, I didn't say that was what happened. (laughs) Praise God, so if you are in Luke chapter 16, the same, but there's an important detail that was omitted. Are you there? In Luke chapter 16. Sorry, Matthew chapter 16. Are you there? Good, now so look at the same um, parable, but there's a detail, and I just want us to focus on that detail Maybe we'll not read the whole account according to him, but we'll just uh, focus on that detail, right? Sorry, did I see Matthew chapter 16? No, I think it's Luke chapter 12 from verse 1, please. Are we there? Luke chapter sixteen. We read Matthew chapter sixteen, verse twenty-four. Please forgive me. When I was writing it, I I put the wrong verse. Matthew sixteen. It is Matthew sixteen, verse twenty-four. So let's take Matthew 16 verse 24. I still have not gotten the Matthew. Let's read what is there. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever will save his life will lose it. And whoever will lose his life for my sake will find it. Now don't worry about the parable. As we get on, we'll come back to it. The parable is actually the last thing we will look at. We don't like to continue from where we are. Praise God. Now, yesterday we began by saying, when God calls a people, many are called, right? And we said, from the many that He called, He chooses few, and of the few, He chooses the faithful, or the few become faithful. And we say, what God is calling on to, us on. To, We need to know it's first of all a calling to be saved from the power of sin. it's a calling from darkness to light. It's a calling to come and know the Lord Jesus Christ and to follow him. That's why we're saved. God did not save us so that we continue to live the way we're living. God did not save us so that we can continue to live in sin. He saved us so that he will enter into a relationship with us. And I call the relationship a constraining relationship. Paul say, and we trust God. if one died, then all died. I say, and this is what we believe. He said, the love of Christ compels us. And this is our conclusion. That the reason for which we died and were raised with him is that henceforth we will no longer live for ourselves, but live for him. said this is the heart and the purpose of the gospel that we will know him that will follow him so that he will make us what he wants us to be but then we said for those who he called or he saves he places a condition before them and what's the condition that he places before them he said if you will follow me well, first of all, what? Deny yourself. Take up the cross and follow me. If you must come after me. And yesterday we were saying that many of us are on a journey before we meet the Lord. And when we meet the Lord, we don't do like the Apostle Paul. We don't say, Lord, what will you have me do? You have interrupted my life. What do you want me to do with my life? We just go on and we continue living for ourselves. And we say that is not right. And worse is that many of us quickly put our hands to the work of God. Now but where we are reading today in Luke chapter 14. Before, like I said, we'll come back to uh, the parable, right? Sorry, that parable I was looking for is Matthew chapter 22. We'll come back to that. But we're going to start from there. He told them He said, if any man will come to me and hate not his father, his mother, his wife, that's Luke 14, 25, and children and brethren and sisters, yea, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me, cannot. He did not say might not. He said cannot. It is impossible to follow me if you don't fulfill this condition to a point where you have set aside your opinion, the will, the mindset, the thought of your father, your mother, your brothers, your sister. People are dear to you. If you don't place me above them, above family, should I say culture, family values, if you don't place me before them, if you do not hate, as a heavy word. He said, you cannot be my disciple. And many of us, more than the Christian, think we can follow Jesus without fulfilling this condition. There are people here, they are married not according to the will of God, but according to the will of their parents. When it was time to marry, they said they were Christians, they were disciples. They were confronted with a choice. To marry this person who is clearly the will of God and God will have confirmed or sent somebody who giving them this, and then to do the one that their parents say we will you must marry. And some are taking the unfortunate part of preferring their parents above the Lord. Some it is their culture and our family and our tradition. is how we do it. And he said, look, you cannot. But he did not stop at your near and dear. People that are nearer to you or dear to you. He did not say, put me above them. He said, even your own life also. Before I knew the Lord, I had plans. I had dreams. I had visions. I had them clearly written out. I put them with years. I said, by this age is what I want to do. By this age is what I want to do. When I met the Lord, the first thing God told me, he said, you cannot follow me with this. Please! It. it was a struggle. I've decided I want to be a medical doctor. And it was evident that it was not the will of God. You know, <laughs> when you apply for jam, everybody applies. For, it's jam that humbles people everybody what do you want to study mbbs Betsy, Betsy, where you go for job, there is no come out what do you want to study eh, whatever god gives me <laughs> praise the lord i cried god no. He said no say you cannot follow me Say you must deny yourself listen to me you cannot be a faithful steward If you are ruled and controlled by influence of the self-life, what is self? And why did the Lord demand that we must deny ourselves? We must follow Him. Self is a sinful nature you inherited when you were given birth to self is you and everything you represent, your personality, the embodiment of everything you are, your values. Your your mindset, your your life and living. It is the nature that you were given back to, and immediately they gave back to you. Your family, your immediate family, were given back to, oriented you, they molded you, and they formed you into who you are. The society you were given back to, they contributed, they made you. So it is a product of your nature and your nurture. And that nature is a fallen nature, is against Jesus, is against the will and the purpose of God. It is a rebellious nature the nature that is that Adam acquired when he failed and as Adam and his and his family began to this they reinforce that nature and from what we call today culture and values mindset and attitude the way we do things the everything put together it presents that the problem with that life is that it is against God it lost it after the spirit. It fights against the spirit. The nature, because it was a nature that was gotten from the fall, because it was a nature that was gotten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because it was the nature of Satan, are you understanding it? It's against God. It is that nature that Eve and Adam began immediately to manifest when they fell, self defense, it is seen that she's the one, she's the one. Oh, you need to see that in children. My boy, I used to tell him, and my girl, I said say, if you are, just say you are the one. I don't know who taught them. Obviously, they didn't learn from me and my wife. But listen to me. Immediately, they do it. Who did it? They'll call the name of someone. Now, it's the last one. The, because she can't explain herself. Who did it? She's the one. I said, she's not you. It's you. God confronted the couple, he is the one, he is the one. It's the nature that even today in marriages, is wrecking marriages. The only problem in marriage is your wife, you are not seeing the one. It's my husband, you are not seeing the one. That's self. She's the one. It's a nature that runs away from God, that likes to hide immediately after they say, Who told you? That nature is animating. It was the one that began to tell them things. He told them that they were naked. And when God asked, I said, who told you? How did He know? It is a source of life. It is a spring. It, it, it has suggestions. It has ideas. It has things. It, it is the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. It is, it is a nature that is contrary to God, to the word of God, and the spirit of God. And began to manifest. his brother. Because the nature began to manifest it as what? Jealousy. Envy. And you want to be a faithful steward. You can't be a faithful steward with a self-life. How can it be possible? Until self is denied. Crucified. And until you learn to live and to work in continual victory over self daily you cannot be a faithful steward of God. If you put your hand to the God, you will spot it. He was driven by jealousy and envy when he saw his brother sacrifice Abel. And that nature manifests, and God advised him there's a terrible nature in you now, and it is gonna consume you. He said, Instead of me he pray, help me. He did not do anything about until what he consumed him and he killed his brother. There are people today doing ministry, doing the word of God, and the summary of their ministry is competition and jealousy. Somebody can come here now and immediately enters, the whole is not feeling really happy. They have not reached us. Always now, this one can be filled and will feel we are something. Is that nature. If you bring it to the service of God, if you bring it to stewardship, you will ruin it. So when Jesus said, you can't follow me until you deny yourself he was telling them in essence listen to me that it is impossible to serve me it is impossible to grow and to be a faithful steward if you are controlled and ruled by self life and thank God sir when you were presenting, you see we need to understand the service you know some of us we still have this dichotomy spiritual life, carnal life in church we are spiritual we are holy that is the manifestation of the self life In the self-life that said church is church business is business so in business if you see the self-life it has a way it manifests when it comes also to ministry it shows itself if you put it in the work of god it's like a dead fly in the oil of an apothecary it makes it to stink any work of God that has element of the self-life will stink. In our little work, we have seen things. But my conclusion is that one self is always where it is. is in the work of God. It will manifest itself. And it's, it's terrible, its manifestation. The first time I became a Christian, coming from a Muslim background, immediately entered the church. The first time I remember I entered the youth fellowship, a sister me started on stage. And the sister was sitting behind me and she hissed after that one finished ministry, and i was i was i was shaking because i mean i just came into the church I, in my mind it shouldn't happen in church i didn't require you ah uh, you know the used of our prophetic community I mean. you know probably prophet, our prophets confront confronted with their sin i said you you know you. God, god god knowledge is helping disease i confronted them only to discover that they were fighting over a brother <laughs> self everywhere see at every place whether it's at the youth fellowship yes, in the campus fellowship in the office in the marketplace in core ministry anywhere the self-life manifests itself it ruins the work of god a man that's controlled and ruled by the self he cannot be faithful lie. he cannot be faithful he cannot who gives goats do we call to keep who gives lion meat to hold a man that is ruled by sinful nature you're committing spiritual resources do not cast precious prayer before a swine a man that is ruled by service like a swine a pig he will always go back to the soul to the mud if you give you treasures of heaven, you know we're talking about the treasure of the word of God are given unto us. A man that is ruled and controlled by he does not value spiritual things, and he's painful, sir. This generation. Some people know the full squad of Manchester, of Chelsea, and all of that. They don't know the 12 disciples. Spiritual things, things that people live their lives. William Tim he was talking about him. The man was killed for the gospel, killed with stakes, stone. People were born on the stake. Our fathers, the one we sing that, the fear of our fathers, those who they pay paid with their lives. They came through dungeons to strive. They labor for this world. They held this world. They, it was dear to them. I was telling you about China in the days of persecution. Because they were not allowed to hold the Bible, they would decide, 66 brothers, you memorize Genesis for us. You memorize this so that they have a complete Bible. And they have to get more people to memorize so like this one is killed or taken into prison they will still have someone who has memorized genesis one passage some of us do not that's the self-life it does not value spiritual things you cannot be a faithful steward if you are ruled and controlled by the sinful nature that's what jesus said, say you cannot you cannot be my disciple if you do not deny the self-life if you do not take your cross and follow me, it's not possible except we want to deceive ourselves, and it's grievous how it manifests. If you if you go to communist if you see what some so-called men of God do, I weep for the gospel sinners just taking over the house of god and posing themselves imposters in the house of god calling themselves servant of god ruled by greed jude describes them very well ruled.